Universe Podcast, your source for all the latest Batman news related to movies, television, merchandise, and video games. Thanks for making the Batman Universe your ultimate source for Batman news. Welcome to the Batman Universe Podcast, episode number 38. I'm your host, Dustin, and as always, we have with us... It's Apple. This is Nick. And we are bringing the latest movie, TV, merchandise, video game, and general news from the past two weeks, as well as Spotlight Character, which in this episode will be Gentleman Ghost, and our feature will actually, we will discuss everything about Batman Arkham Asylum prior to the game coming out, since it's so close to coming out. That should be a coming out a couple days after this podcast posts up on the site. So, let's get into movie news. Your entrance was good, his was better. Uh, the very first thing we have is on Tuesday, August 4th, the new Batman double feature was is now in stores. This new feature, which we talked about before briefly, includes the Batman vs. Dracula movie and the Batman Superman movie. Now, what's kind of amusing to me is that a lot of people don't realize this, but the Batman Superman movie actually wasn't a movie. It was actually just a combination of three Superman the Animated Series episodes. Really? Yeah, you know, that's uh, when they brought it out as a movie, I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. You know, I know it came out like as three episodes, but man, that was an awesome story to like just bring them both together. Yeah, I've recently revisited both those films, and they are... Uh, well, the Batman Superman one's very good, and the the Batman film is surprisingly good. Probably the best thing that ever came out of that series, so mm-hmm. make sure you check that one out. Yeah, I like that series. Alright, so the next bit of movie news we have is on August 10th. Um, over the weekend, that weekend before August 10th, worldsfinest.com received a high-def image of the box art for the upcoming Superman Batman Public Enemies. On the back side, it was revealed what the next animated movie will be called. And it will, in fact, be called Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. Ooh, I know. When when I saw that picture when we posted it up on the site, I was just like, oh, man, this is going to be good. <laughs> but they got their work cut out for them, because can you imagine like all the voice acting that's going to have to go on? Personally, that title doesn't do a lot for me. I The Justice League stuff, yeah, it's okay. I prefer it when you have a film that focuses on one hero. I thought the Wonder Woman one was good, the Green Lantern one was pretty good, and you know, we've got Batman and Superman. I don't like the big team-ups that often. I think it's hard to pull off. I'll certainly give them you know, a fair chance at this. I want to see it and everything, but to be honest, that title did not do a lot for me. I would have preferred, after we heard about Nightwing, turning up somewhere you know i wanted like a nightwing story or the long halloween something like that another justice league film sorry doesn't do a lot for me see the the thing is i don't i don't necessarily mind the team-ups as long as the main characters in the team-up have already had their own movies you know superman batman public enemies works because one it's superman batman they always team up all the time so it's not that big of a deal but Batman had his movie Gotham Knights, Superman had Superman Doomsday, so it kind of, even though those neither one of those movies were really established movies for like establishing the characters, like mm-hmm. Green Lantern and Wonder Woman was, they had their own movies, so it's okay to do this. Now, I don't know, I, I, I really, really enjoyed Justice League, The New Frontier. I thought mm-hmm. it was a great movie. It modeled the comic perfectly. 
So if they can do that with this movie, I'll be on their side. You know, uh, when, when I saw this, I was like, you know, yes, you know, finally people get to see because a lot of people, you know, I, I always have this theory that most people prefer Marvel over DC. But the reason why there are DC fans is because I think that we tell honestly better stories i mean not that marvel doesn't tell better stories i just think that we tell better stories and this is one of the better stories if they can stick to the storyline i think this will open the the casual comic reader to hey you know maybe take another second look at dc titles maybe uh, uh dc lesser heroes that are not known like booster gold and other characters of that world and just like completely come across and say hey you know what there's something here that's the reason why I like it, because it's more exposure of our universe, in other words. So I enjoy it. I, I welcome it. As someone who hadn't read Justice League, The New Frontier, and then saw the film, I have to admit, the film didn't really do it for me. And as I said, this new title doesn't really do it for me either. I think it's clear I'm just not a Justice League guy. And um, I think we'll just leave it at that. But as I said, I'm certainly going to give him a fair chance. I will watch the film, but um, it doesn't excite me. That's all I'm going to say. Now, we will be covering the movie and all the news that comes out specifically because we know Batman's going to be in it, so... We can I wonder sh- if they'll go for Kevin Conroy or someone new. And that brought up an interesting point. Um, well, Apple, you can go ahead and tell all what you found out. Well, um, going through our uh, research, as we always do, we always look for the latest news for you guys. Well, uh, going through a video for Game Traders, I found an interview that they had did for Mark Hamill. Now, Mark Hamill not only doing stuff for Batman Arkham Asylum, which he didn't, you know, say anything about this in any interview for Arkham Asylum. He's doing a voice in Darkstalkers, which people may have heard from the underground that it's a video game coming out. Joe Moderera had been rumored to do some of the artwork for it. So it's coming out. Mark Hamill did the voice for it. During that interview, they had asked him about the Joker's voice that he's doing. And he had announced that uh, he will no longer be portraying the Joker's voice, which I quickly looked for the nearest highway to jump off of because <laughs> I was like, no. But, uh, yeah, uh, he says that he's retiring the Joker voice. So I- I'm I'm just wondering now, I mean, is it going to be where they start looking like, hey, there's a next generation of voice actors that we're going to have to go to, which... As Batman fans, we all love Kevin Conroy. But with Mark Hamill leaving, I don't know if they're going to be moving into a new direction, which is kind of sad for us in a way. Right. And it's especially a little bit interesting because Kevin Conroy, when we interviewed him, he made a comment about how it was great to get with all of the other guys and do the movie. And if you think about it, Kevin's done a couple different projects. He did Gotham Knight, where none of the other actors that he worked with on the animated series were involved. Um, Arkham Asylum, it replaced a bunch of the different voice actors, but then there was still Harley Quinn and Joker, who had the original voices, so it was nice, again, for him to do it with other people. So I'm kind of wondering if they're going to have Kevin do the voice, or because it'll be more of a overall Justice League movie, They'll do what they did in Justice League New Frontier and get voice actors that aren't necessarily as uh, prominent, so that the bat, you know, Batman doesn't stick out, Superman doesn't stick out as the the fan favorites. I think it's very sad that Mark Hamill decided to leave it, leave the role in general. But of course, we'll get another joke because someone else new will come along who will impress us. But um, he did a great job, and maybe we should do some sort of tribute for him on this podcast at some point. 
might actually do something in the very near future. No, but it, it it was sad to hear him say that because, I mean, in in, in every aspect of uh, as being a fanboy, we have to share him with Star Wars fans, and Star Wars fans, of course, love him for Luke. They remember him for Luke, but as Batman fans, he's Joker to us. I mean, like we've said many times, we of course there's Jack Nicholson, there's Cesar Romero, and then there's Heath Ledger. But Mark Hamill has done a job all these years that he just left us with the mark that. We have to judge someone who does a Joker's voice by now. So moving on, we don't have any TV news specifically because Batman Brave and the Bold is still not back on the air. Let me worry about that. Um, So let's move into merchandise news. The first thing is on August 12th, uh, Maddie Collector's Facebook page announced that the five-pack that they showed at San Diego Comic-Con, which includes Superman, Two-Face, Lex Luthor, Catwoman, and Batman, is now available at Walmart. So it's actually on shelves, so if you head out to Walmart, you should be able to find this five-pack. Now, Two-Face and Catwoman have never actually had um, figures in the DC Universe Classics line, so this is your first chance to get those figures. Have have any of you been able to find it? I never go to Walmart, so I will wait for eBay. Oh, I've gone, and I I haven't even seen the the five-pack, so... It's very hard. San Antonio is a very collector city, so I have to fight with a lot of collectors. There's just one problem. What's that? You're talking to the wrong Harvey. Alright, so speaking of DC Universe Classics, on August 13th, Maddie's Facebook page also posted pictures of the Wave 10 figures in the packages. Um, Now, there are a couple Batman ones, which we mentioned before, but what's super interesting is which ones they are. So... We've got Batman in basically the 1989 costume, um, where it's the black on yellow, um, and he comes with a Batarang, a little bit different than the figure before. Uh, they've got the Joker, which this Joker is extremely interesting, specifically because of the accessories that come with the Joker. He has the Laughing Fish. I want that so bad. That looks like they're trying to do it off the Neil Adams, Jim Aparo style, yeah. and I really want that. I, re- I really want that one. Last one is Man Bat, which, in all honesty, the Man Bat looks exactly like the Man Bat that was released in the DC Universe uh, Super line. I think it was part of Wave Nine, and it came in a special package. And Toys R Us had a special one that was the albino Man Bat. That's exactly what the, this Man Bat in the package looks like. But nonetheless, it's still a Batman figure, and it's nice to have a little bit more than one figure. I man, that's you know um have been stepping up their their toy line with their detail. That reminds me, I really need to get me some new okay, shoes. Okay, move up. Okay, guys, so that's gonna take us into video game news. And in video game news, on Monday, August third, it was announced that the demo was gonna be available August seventh for all systems for PS3 and Xbox 360. And I hope you were able to download it because we got to see a lot of things that are going to be in the video game. Some things we weren't able to access, but there were a lot of cool things in there. And the next piece of news was on Wednesday, August 5th, there was the first 10 minutes of the video game release for Batman Arkham Asylum that you're able to view under our uh, video game news under the video game site. Okay, and of course, uh, Dustin's favorite line on Friday, August 7th, another reason to own a PS3. There was more information about the good old 
goodies that PS3 is getting. And this is really cool because if you have, if you have played in PlayStation Home, if you have had that uh, that little areas where you can have your apartment and stuff, well, not only is PS3 going to go ahead and get an exclusive Joker, but you're also going to have like an outpost apartment of the Batcave. Where you're able to see the Batmobile, the Batwing, the Batsuit, and plenty of gadgets. And you can go ahead and see that in the picture, guys. But, oh my god, that is so cool. And then that can be your apartment. Your apartment can actually be the Batcave before you go out and head to the other uh, areas for PlayStation Home. Um, you're also going to go ahead and get the behind-the-scenes videos with the interviews from Paul Dini and the scriptwriters, Kevin Conroy for The Voice. Um, you're also going to have a digital comic of The Road to Arkham Asylum. And that's going to be able to be uh, an exclusive PlayStation uh, portable comic. Now, uh, an exclusive challenge map will be also be available 30 days after the release, guys. So that's going to be something very interesting for PS3 owners. Um, on August 7th, also, we also got a making of the video. And this was straight from Edios. And uh, you can go ahead and view that video on, on our site. Uh, on August 12th, uh, we actually got to see a picture of what the outpost is going to look like on the PS3. And, of course, you get to see this Batcave. It has, like, a little bit of, uh, I say a little bit of the, the 92 Batman in there a little bit. But um, the Batmobile, if you're looking at it, and I'm a car guy, it only has four cylinders. It looks at the top. So I was like, wow, they must have souped that thing up really fast <laughs> to be a four-cylinder. <laughs> but uh, on August 12th, we also got a, a host of new videos from uh, Batman Arkham Asylum which you can go ahead and view also under our movie news. And uh, on August 13th, we also got a new trailer and a new preview on Batman Arkham Asylum where you get to see a bunch of new gadgets that they had not shown before, but we get to see here. So, I mean, of course, beside the grapple gun, the explosive gel, like a line launcher, his... And then on August 14th, we also got a Batman Arkham Asylum gameplay interview. And uh, this was done through comic book resources where they got the AI programmer, Tim Hannigan, to go ahead and talk about Batman Arkham Asylum. And, oh, God, it's, it's a whole bunch of news, guys, but we're going to go ahead and get into it in our feature. But for video game news, that's all we have. i got to get me one of those. We've got two things in general news. The very first thing is that uh, C2E2, which some of you may not even know what that is, uh, C2E2 is actually Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, which is going to be the new Chicago Comic Con coming to Chicago next year that's going to be ran by the same people who run New York Comic Con. They already announced that some of the big companies that are going to have booths there include DC and Mattel. So, honestly, I see this as a place, especially with the location that they're going to be in, this could become larger than San Diego. Not right away, but it'll definitely become larger than San Diego just because there is so much room in that place, it could just get larger and larger and larger and larger. So, we've already said this in the past, we will be in Chicago for that convention, and that's going to be April 16th through the 18th. So, you can actually already start buying your tickets right now for the convention. You know, uh, if I hopefully with them they don't get too Hollywood like uh, San Diego Comic Con has gotten, but um, I would like to see a whole bunch of uh, new comic, a whole bunch of comic uh, retailers there. So I'm hoping to see that there. 
if it does become big, um, I'm sure Hollywood will want to get involved. But the good news is that if you had two really big Comic Cons, then hopefully Hollywood would spread out a bit more and both San Diego and Chicago could definitely have enough comics to keep everyone happy. Exactly, and that'd be the, the best thing to do is because the way they'll have like the schedule, which is what we've been talking about for a while, they'll have Chicago in the, in the spring, San Diego in the summer, and then New York in the fall. So there's plenty of time to spread out the different movies. You don't have to cram everything into one convention like they have been doing with San Diego. So they can hype all the summer movies in the spring. They can hype all the fall movies in the summer. They can hype all the winter movies in the fall. So, And it'll be a perfect thing so that you don't have to worry about not getting enough press for one movie. Not sure about the name, though. C2E2. Well, that's because Wizard World decided the week before they announced it to go and co- go ahead and copyright Chicago Comic Con. Yeah. Anyway, so the other thing is on August 7th, we posted up the details for exactly how to win our San Diego Comic Con uh, giveaway contest. We've got all kinds of stuff to give away, and the official news is on the website, also on the blog, also on the forums. So if you go to any of those, you'll be able to find the information for them. But basically, the, what we've decided, you're, in order for you to enter, all you have to do is you have to um, send us either something you wrote, you draw, uh, you can make a video, you can make an audio recording about why you come to the Batman Universe.net for your Batman news, for your Batman needs. Why do you come to the BatmanUniverse.net? You have to get it to us by August 31st, 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we will pick a couple different winners because we have so much stuff to give away when not, not one person is going to get everything. But you can see a picture of some of the prizes that we have on the website. Um, we are working on some other contests in the future, specifically for the Comic Cast. So if you guys want some free stuff, get involved in these because the only reason we'll continue to have more and more contests is if in fact people get involved in them so check out all the news uh, check out all the rules and details for the contest on the website right it's a bunch of little goodies and we've already gotten some cool responses already so that that's very cool to hear from people yeah um, the more different your entry is probably the more likely you're going to get more attention. Very true. And don't worry, staff members are not going to be able to win the packages, so don't worry about that. Yeah. Alright, so that's going to move us into our spotlight character, which, as we said, is going to be Gentleman Ghost. The Gentleman Ghost picked a good night for this caper. Gentleman Jim Craddock was a European criminal who attracted the attention of Hawkgirl on Earth 2. She urged her partner Hawkman to travel overseas and try to apprehend the thief. In four meetings, the winged wonders were stunned to see that he truly appeared to be a ghost clad in white tie and tails, top hat, and a floating monocle. And that was in Flash Comics number 88 from October 1947. On Earth 1, the gentleman ghost plagued Hawkman anew. It was learned that the ghost was once Gentleman Jim Craddock, a 19th century highwayman who was hanged for his crimes, but his spirit remained on Earth. Adam Hawkman, number 43 through 44, June, July, August, September of 1969. 
He frequently fought Hawkman until he arrived for, for a stay in Gotham City, matching wits with Batman. This was in Batman number 310, April 1979. And now, Batman, I invite you to join me in the afterlife. In the reality after Crisis on Infinite Earths, Craddock's spirit battled costumed heroes throughout the 20th century, including Hawkman and Hawkwoman, Batman, the Teen Titans, and even the Spectre. Another James Craddock appeared, possibly a descendant, a silver-haired jewel thief. This Craddock also fought Hawkman and Impulse. Over time, Craddock's story was expanded upon. His opponents learned that he had grown up the son of an English gentleman who had abandoned his wife and only child. Craddock took to crime to feed himself and his mother, and he continued in this career as an adult, seeking a change in fortune. Craddock journeyed to the United States, where he was opposed by Western gunslingers Nighthawk and Cinnamon. It was Nighthawk who apprehended him and killed him via the gallows. Craddock vowed that his spirit would remain until the soul of his killer moved to another plane of existence. Nighthawk, though, was one of the long line of reincarnated spirits dating back to ancient Egypt and cursed to remain that way. It was this connection that led Craddock to plague Hawkman in the 1940s and again in modern times. In the wake of Infinity Crisis, Craddock's life story was altered and his and his burgeoning life of crime brought him up close and personal with the supernatural. A gypsy told him he would survive death and return to life. She said he would remain to fight England's enemies, and when the time came, Craddock gained the ability to summon ghosts who sought vengeance against their common enemies. Craddock was stopped by Wildcat and other members of the Justice Society of America in issues 82 through 87, April through September 2006. So obviously, as we all know, Gentleman Ghost has actually appeared in Batman Brave and the Bold. Um, that's pretty much the extent of his media appearances, but we also know Gentleman Ghost has a DC Universe Classics figure and a Justice League Unlimited character so, uh, figure, so make sure you're checking those out. The reason why we did Gentleman Ghost was because a lot of people wanted to know who exactly Gentleman Ghost was besides what they've seen in Batman Brave and the Bold. So there is your answer. Mm-hmm. And a very good character. You'll not take me away in chains again, Batman! Alright, so let's move into our feature. In this feature, we are going to discuss everything related to Batman Arkham Asylum, since the game is going to be coming out days after you guys actually get this podcast. So, let's first cover exactly the characters that we, one, know are confirmed for the game, and two, the characters that we believe are going to be in the game. So let's cover the Confirmed ones first. Well, I think Batman's in it. <laughs> <laughs> it now, is it Dick or is it Bruce? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, but Batman, firstly, I mean, just by looking at the cover, he looks perfect. They've given him the grey suit, which we all quite like. Uh, obviously, we know it's Kevin Conroy. That was a very, very good move. Um and it just seems from what we've played so far and seen so far that they've got everything about Batman right. And the bit that I thought would be the hardest to get into a video game is the detective element, which it seems they've put a lot of effort into making sure is involved in this game. I, I think that um, the way that they approached it was not in a rush um, to where we have heard about 
you know, reports that, hey, you know, new movies coming out for Batman, hurry up and bring out the video game, which most video game fans know that's a disaster happening right there. You don't buy ever. You don't ever buy a movie video game for anything. Um, I think this approach was um, this was a, a whole lot better and something that's never really been done to where they've gotten a writer that's been proven to write Batman and write Batman's universe. Not only did they do that, they went to go get uh, the voice actors that we have known to come and love. We love these guys. We love their voices. And the fact that they pulled out and got Kevin Conroy, it's like sold. It's like, yes, yes, you got us right then and there. What I find super interesting about the Batman is, one, it's awesome that they got Kevin Conroy, but two, they're doing exactly what needs to be done. It's not just a beat 'em up game. It's not just you've got a mission and you got to beat up a bunch of thugs on the way to the mission. They're incorporating, like Nick said, the detective element, which is a huge thing because Batman's not just, oh, I need to go capture Killer Croc. I've got to get through 50 thugs on the way there. I've got to sneak around, like we saw in some of the other uh, games. Um, you actually have to do some deductions and figure things out, which is something that I'm really, really looking Right, and part of his uh, part of his uh, guest ability to detect is they gave him a detective mode that, of course, people have seen, of course, from uh, the Dark Knight, where he's able to view like uh, via, um, and so he has that ability within the video game now. So that adds on to help you de- do your detection and elimination, and I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was freaking cool. I think um, what we've had with previous games is you get not uh, not idiots, but someone who doesn't know a lot about the character. They come in, they go right, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they go right. We've got to do a Batman game. He is a superhero. That means it's just a lot of fighting, doesn't it? That's that's what a superhero game is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there might be with some games. You know, the, you know, there's a lot of punch em ups with with. I think the Wolverine game recently would be a good example, but. Batman's very different. You have to get to know the character, and thank God the people that made this game did all their research, and you can tell they, they enjoy the character anyway, so they know exactly what needed to be included, and that we haven't got idiots in charge. Right. And now, helping Batman within his goal is Oracle and Commissioner Gordon. More so, it sounds like Oracle's going to probably be the main one to help him do his uh, detective work. But uh, the fact that they incorporated Oracle within the story, I think is going to give a lot of video game fans a new aspect to who Barbara Gordon is. A lot of people don't know Barbara Gordon's story, where she's at now, because they only know her as Batgirl. I think once they see this story, it's going to open up more uh, fans, not only for uh, video games, for Batman video games, but also for the comics. And I think that's something new, and I think that's, you know, very cool that, you know, of course, Rocksteady could have been like, oh, I don't know, you know, everybody knows Barbara Gordon's Batgirl. But the fact that they did let Paul Dini tell his story, I think that's that's a plus, because like Bioshock's storyline, this is going to give you a storyline on its own, and it's going to be able to stand by itself. And that's a very cool part of video games, that video games are missing nowadays, is a good storyline. All right, so let's get into some of the villains. Uh, we've got Joker and Harley Quinn. 
Um, obviously, it's awesome that they got the original Batman animated series characters for Joker and Harley Quinn, which is awesome. But uh, I'm kind of looking forward because this is going to be a little bit darker aspect of Joker than we've seen in past animated or video game incarnations just because it's meant for an older audience. Yeah, I think it's um I was just about to say after you said that that is it's great that it seems like they've taken that Joker and Harley Quinn character right out of the animated series, put them right in the video game and they've twisted them and made them a bit darker and a bit meaner and a bit more ruthless and just a bit cooler in general and um it's great to see that just those original characters we liked but darker, more interesting, more intense. And um, they didn't go their complete own approach, which they, you know, they're fully entitled to do, but they thought, let's stick with what the fans know and love and just change it a little bit. Good move. Yeah, I like uh, the interviews with Paul Dini. Paul Dini said that he was happy that he didn't have to write for five-year-olds. <laughs> That's what he said about uh, the Batman Arkham Asylum, which he says that this is like what... Batman the animated series should have been with uh with the the adult attention, and Joker and Harley is going to be very dark, and I I really like that, but it it's um it's also uh, 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 it's a comforting thing for us that watch the Batman animated series because this is like another episode, but for adults. In a way, yes. Uh, I'm just glad because it's almost as if. Okay, so Paul Dini started off in the 90s doing animated series. He moved into comics, into comics, kind of moving along with um, the fans of the animated series in a way. Now he comes out with this game. I mean, this is pretty cool. Um, it's almost as if he's accommodating to the same people he first made the show for. Right, because we grew up with him. We grew up with his writing. We grew up with his direction. And, uh, I, I, man, I mean, what what can we say that we haven't said before? Uh, I'm looking for words to describe, I mean, what Paul Dini has done here. And uh, being a video gamer, being a video game fan, um, there we're always used to just like, you know, oh, smash buttons and, okay, I'm going to get past this guy because that's been the typical superhero storyline. In video games, hey, I'm going to fight this guy, fight this guy. But now you're giving them a story. I, I just think they're going to be blown away. I think fans are going to be blown away. I think Paul Dini with the Batman animated series had, uh, we probably weren't aware of it, but I think he had a lot of restrictions in what he was capable of doing as a writer. Um, and he did a very good job of making a good show, even with those restrictions. It's like now they've said, no restrictions, do what you want, make it cool do whatever you wanted to do with the animated series but weren't allowed to, and let's see what comes of it, and it looks good. Right. All right, so moving on to some of the other villains we've got, we know for a fact that Bane and Poison Ivy will also be in the game. Bane looks freaking cool. Bane looks like someone that is taking Venom. <laughs> he looked like he is uh, really <laughs> injecting that stuff all over his body. But what was funny was like, um, from the cutscenes that we've seen in trailers, he's like, you know, help me, help me. But then he gets the venom through there, and he's like, I'm gonna kill you, Batman. And it was like, <laughs> like one second, he's like, you know, help me, help me. <laughs> and then the next second, he's like, he's like Hulk huge. And I like Bane looking like that. As far as Poison Ivy, um, I've got to say, 
they kind of did the thing that I don't really necessarily like as far as making her actually like all about being part of the plants, but at the same time, uh, it looks good. The the supernatural aspect of that, yeah, I'm kind of iffy about with the plants like like literally on her skin and growing underneath her skin and her being Mother Nature-like. Um, eh, kind of iffy, but I could kind of bypass it with a good storyline. But it looked cool when the plant was like rising her up. <laughs> that looked cool. Yeah, Poison Ivy seems to be written slightly differently uh, depending on the writer. And sometimes, as you say, she's extreme Mother Nature, and sometimes she's just you know a gardener. And this time they they seem to well, Paul Dini seems to like the really intense plants all over the place sort of look and I suppose in a video game it'd be hard to make a you know a, a challenging boss out of poison ivy she didn't have plants to control True. right yeah they, they had to add more aspects to the character for video games so yeah I can see that now the other thing the other characters that we know for a fact are going to be in the game is one we know that Zaz will be in the game because one he's in the demo and two We've seen the footage months before the demo was released um, that Zaz will be, in fact, in the game. Um, some of the other characters that have been confirmed yet we haven't seen are uh, Scarecrow. We know Scarecrow will be in the game specifically because GameSpot kind of let us know um, by telling us that their um, their special pre-order deal is uh, includes a what's it's gonna be called the Crime Alley and the. Uh... And Dem the Scarecrow ones? Yeah, it's called Dem Bones, and it's Batman fighting a bunch of skeletons. And they said that has to do with Scarecrow. So. Right. And then we have uh, uh, the Riddler that we've already seen yes. inside the demo. Yes. And um, that's going to be very cool. I wonder how you're going to fight the Riddler. I wonder how the Riddler is going to come to. to to really be seen because there's clues everywhere for the Riddler that he's left for Batman. And so that was really cool. That's really cool to have the Riddler in that aspect, not just be a final boss like how Nick was kind of describing Poison Ivy, how, you know, to be interesting. Well, it looks like Riddler's going to be throughout the beginning of the game, you know, maybe all the way to the end of the video game. Yeah, I mean, if they're really going to try hard with the detective thing, the Riddler is a character they could really utilize very well. Um, I'm, I'm, My idea, my plan of what the whole game sort of setup is going to be is we're going to be fighting these villains slowly one by one as we go through. I think the Riddler, if it was up to me, I would make him different. I'd make him some sort of challenge from the start to end and a mental challenge, not just another villain to fight. And I think that would be a very good direction to go in and I hope that's what they've done, but we'll see. I think the Riddler is definitely going to be a bit different to everyone else in this game. Right. Now, um, one thing that uh, a, a villain that I don't think they mentioned within that book that you got uh, Nick with the the promotional thing in London, but was Maxi Zeus mentioned in that? Uh, no, he wasn't. In the demo, you see when you go into detective mode, when you're supposed to plant your exploding gel, there's hieroglyphics, and of course uh, they read as uh, Maxi Zeus's cell, and so I thought that was very interesting from the demo too. So there are characters that. They're not. They. I mean, there's characters that they haven't announced, but they're giving clues to. And I mean, uh, let's do a quick rundown. We we have Tweedledum, Tweedledee, Two Face, uh, Hush. Uh, we have uh, Killer Moth. They say Killer Moth is going to be in there. Humpty Dumpty, 
Mad Hatter, Calendar Man, Black Mass, Great White Shark, and of course, uh, some have you know preluded to Clayface, uh, maybe even Raza Gold, Hugo Strange, uh, Firefly, maybe even Catwoman, Mister Freeze, and Penguin may be coming out in this video game. And an interesting thing that uh, that Shefton Hill had said that they have a couple of other DC um, characters that may be surprised within this video game. Some people have speculated maybe a nice appearance from Doomsday or Superman within this video game. So they said they have something up their sleeve of, with dealing with other characters. But um, what do you guys think about that? So just you, you do think there's going to be more characters than just the ones in the notebook then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the, I forgot, one of the other people we forgot to mention was Killer Croc, too. Obviously, we've seen him oh, in yeah. some of the footage, too. But as far as some of those characters, it would be awesome to see them. I'm not even that concerned about seeing them. I, I mean, they, they said the gameplay is, is around 16 hours um, straight through, if you're good, and you know what you're doing. About 16 hours. All I can say is that if that's the case, I don't want it to be where... I don't want it to be the type of game where all I'm doing is fighting some thugs and eventually doing some other things and then eventually getting to a boss. I'd rather it be a little bit different and what would be really cool is if they, even if those characters weren't in the game, they incorporated some like little hints. I mean, Sefton Hill told us that comic fans, there's a lot of things for comic fans in the game that only comic fans will know um, as far as hints to other characters where they're not even necessarily making a cameo but there's still hints to that person being in Arkham Asylum. I think that like you said Dustin I think they are in danger of it becoming too simple oh, sorry repetitive rather as you say fight some thugs fight Bane then fight some thugs then fight Killer Croc and I hope they mix it up I'm sure they, they'll do that I mean they don't want it to be repetitive I'm sure there'll be lots of different things for us to do one other character that I know was rumoured about while I was up in London and they mentioned briefly was uh, Tommy Elliott Mr Hush who may be making some sort of appearance as well yeah that that was cool I think I think uh, Dustin Dinas Sefton at uh, Comic Con about Nightwing yeah I asked about Nightwing and Robin whether or not we would actually possibly see them in the game and he didn't say yes or no, but I'm assuming we probably won't see them. I'm, I, if we do, it'll be some kind of, it'll probably be in some sort of voice aspect only. They said that there was a lot more possibilities for a sequel if this game was successful, and that's what they kept reiterating over and over again when we were asking them about specific characters. Right. Um, that's, I mean, I don't want to look too far after the video game, but I mean, I, I'm hoping that every Batman fan, any every DC fan, uh, shows up for this video game because I think Rocksteady and Eidos have done something magical here. Um, not only storyline, not only voice acting, but the in-depth part. Not e- just even just getting the cape right. Um, how long they took with that just to get it right for fans, uh, so that way they can bring out a quality video game. Um, the characters that they have involved. I mean, a lot of people don't even know what a Blackgate prison is. They don't even think Gotham has a prison. So them to even put that in the storyline from Paul Dini, that was that was something very cool too. That because I'm looking at it from a gamer's perspective, what a video game fan's gonna go walk into whatever video game store they go into. And say, Batman, I don't know, you know, I don't know about you know Arkham Asylum. 
then they're going to play the demo. What's going to capture them is the gameplay and graphics. And I think Rocksteady has done that. I think they, they've captured that. What's going to make them a fan is when they actually get this game home, play it, and have a storyline. I think they're going to go ahead and fall in love with it like fans did a Bioshock. I, I think that's, that's what it was because Bioshock was not supposed to even be a big hit. But fans took it home, got in-depth in the story, and just completely immersed themselves in that world. I think that's what Batman Arkham Asylum is going to do for video game fans. Mm. Just going back to Nightwing and Robin quickly, what would be quite cool is if after the games come out, they have some sort of downloadable content where you can play the whole game as Nightwing or Robin. That'd be clever. Um, But as you were saying, I mean, we've said it before, just about the general public. And I've found when talking to mates and family and stuff that they actually, you know, they come up to me and say, hey, have you seen that new Batman games coming out soon? And said, yeah, it's going to be good. Make sure you get it. And these people know about it. It's, It's out there. Um, because, you know, the gaming websites and general news places all seem to be going on about it, saying how good it is. The general public are aware of it coming out, and it seems like most of the general public are interested and, you know, at least want to give it a go, you know. So it's certainly... I really do think it's going to be successful. It's definitely going to be something that's really interesting. I just... I I really hope that it doesn't go a little bit overboard as far as where the story could go. Um, I guess the best way to put it is I hope that we don't... Like, there's been a lot of talk about Venom playing a really big part in some of the reasons of why Arkham Asylum has these crazy people in it and stuff like that. Um, I just really hope that we don't get a little bit too much Venom and stuff like that. I want it to stay kind of uh, respectable and true to the comics a little bit more than going a little bit crazy because Paul Dini has the ability to go crazy. I'm really interested in seeing what Joker's main plan is out of this. I know his point was to get Batman locked up in the asylum, but where does it go from there? You know what I mean? What's the final confrontation? The the final confrontation between Joker and Batman is going to be like? Yeah, and it's actually wanting to find out the story of a video game. I don't find that when I'm generally getting excited about a certain new game coming out, you know. When, when a new game comes out, I go, oh, that looks like it's going to be fun to play. I don't think, wow, I really want to find out what the story is, but I do for this game. Yeah, and I, I think um, getting into the like the exclusive side, so fans that uh, haven't been reading along or just hopping in right now, um, PS3 is going to be getting some really cool exclusives. Uh, the really cool exclusive, of course, is going to be where you're, you'll be able to play as Joker. Um, you'll be able to play with him day one. He's going to have a few challenge maps, and that's very cool. That's going to come in whatever edition of PS3 that you buy for Batman Arkham Asylum. Both Xbox 360 and PS3 will go ahead and have collector's editions where you'll go ahead and get the doctor's notebook. Uh, you'll get the the battering, which I'm looking very forward to. No, guys, it's not metal. You can't throw it at someone if you want to but uh it's gonna be you know it's gonna be plastic somewhat but it's coming with a nice holder and nice stand where it's gonna be able to have the video games come with it um playstation home how we were discussing in video game news how you're gonna be able to download your own apartment and it'd be the back cave now i don't know about you does but i would probably just chill out in the back cave like all the time rather than go out to the mall area <laughs> i'll just be like yeah i'm here I'm not doing anything, but I'm just here. <laughs> yeah, especially just to say, just to 
be there and be able to say, hey, I'm standing next to the Batmobile. Yeah, and of course, Nick, man, lucky Nick, uh, he's going to be able to have um, different bat suits uh, for the UK yeah. release of Batman Asylum, which I was hoping we would get to, but I don't know, maybe some downloads down the way. Mm, maybe just with the with the Batcave. Um, do you know if the Batcave is going to be involved in the game at all? Because it's interesting that they yes. you know designed yes, that whole actually, Batcave. That, that goes back into one of the news things that we were without uh, we had before, earlier. There was mm-hmm. um, one of the interviews that we posted up that was done with the senior AI director. They uh, asked him something about the Batcave. This this the question was asked. Arkham Asylum is the main set piece of the action game, but will we? Will we be seeing any other locations as well? And he responded, The main asylum building is just one of several buildings on Arkham Island, and you get to visit all of them during the course of the game, as well as roam around and under the island itself. So there's been a lot of speculation that there's going to be a back cave inside Arkham Asylum, like an outpost back cave, because that's what was in the comics. So um, the Northeast back cave was in Arkham Asylum. Because it wouldn't make sense to include it otherwise, you know, as the regular Batcave at Wayne Manor, because obviously he's stuck on Arkham Island, and that would be a bit rubbish if he's stuck on Arkham Island, but he can go back to the Batcave to do some detective work. Right. Now, um, since we are recording this right now, uh, video game sites are already having, like, uh, the full version of the video game to even do, like, exclusives to do talk about. Um, A lot of the early rumors right now is uh, they're calling it um, Batman Arkham Asylum is is, uh, is this year's Bioshock, which is, I mean, if everyone knows, Bioshock won awards uh, the year that they came out. Um, Game Informer is even putting up that Batman Arkham Asylum is like a 9.5 out of a 10. So, I mean, I mean, these, these, I mean it, the rumors are already going around that this game is already going to be big. But I, I just don't think, as far as video game fans... I, I, I just think that they're in for a big, big surprise with Batman Arkham Asylum. But um, Dustin had said that when we were interviewing Sefton Hill, like, okay, you know, the game does well, if it does good, if it's received well, you know, this could lead into another sequel. Another sequel, of course, what Batman fans want is an open-ended world, Gotham City, where we can go into Gotham City. If, if they do do a second one, I think they're going to go along the lines of a story like Paul Dini's, I don't really see an open-ended world only because DC Universe Online will have an open-ended Gotham City where they'll probably want more fans to visit that site rather than just have a video game. But, I mean, it's it's really... I mean, it's all speculation, but at the same time, I mean, the game's getting great talk. It's getting great reviews so far. I'm expecting it to be something big. I mean, how about you guys? It's going to be something that people have been waiting for, well, Batman fans have been waiting for for a really long time. Sorry, I, I think that the um, the game, what will happen once the game has come out, and if it's a success, what will happen is that Rocksteady and Edios can actually say to the video game industry, look, we can make a Batman game which has got the perfect balance between making the fans happy and making general video game video gamers happy as well. This is what we can do, we can make money, we can make a good game, we can make everyone happy, so give us some more money... And we can make an even better Batman game next time. Right. And and to give fans, Batman fans, a, a, a aspect of the video game side, Assassin's Creed, when it was released, 
didn't even get a midnight release. Batman Arkham Asylum is going to have a midnight release. Only that's reserved for Madden, Halo, and video games like that. So the fact that Batman Arkham Asylum is going to have a midnight release at GameStop, that should tell Batman fans, like, okay, this is going to be something, too. Um, As far as the midnight release, that actually depends on where you live. I'm sure in the bigger cities it'll have it, but I know where I'm living, there's not going to be a midnight release. Oh, boo. Yeah, boo is correct. (laughs) But I think that's going to wrap up the feature. Just obviously, by the time you guys are listening to this, you're only going to have a very short amount of time to get out to the stores and put your pre-orders in. Because a lot of this extra special stuff is only going to be available if you pre-order the game. It doesn't cost any extra money to pre-order the game. So go out to GameSpot, go out to wherever you're going to go to pre-order it. That is, You're going to get some free stuff out of pre-ordering it. And go in there, put 10 bucks down on the game that you're going to buy anyway. And get mm-hmm. the game. Because otherwise it's going to be a complete waste because you're going to miss out on a lot of this awesome free stuff. Right. And remember, Amazon.com, guys. Go to the BatmanUniverse.net. Go to our Amazon and order the Batman Arkham Asylum because Amazon is going to have the exclusive Batman Arkham Asylum comic, the prelude to what's going to happen in Arkham Asylum, the video game. And you can only get that through Amazon.com. And unfortunately, it's only for uh, United States residents. But here's another plus. If you go, if you are going to buy a Batman Arkham Asylum on Amazon, this is what we can do for you. We can actually get you $5 off the game if you buy it on Amazon through the website. So if you are interested in getting it on Amazon.com, email us. We will make sure we send you the correct link of where to go and the promotion code to get you the $5 off of the game. That's an exclusive that Warner Brothers has allowed us to let you guys have because you guys listen to the Batman Universe podcast and visit the BatmanUniverse.net. So make sure you email us if you want that promotion code so that way we can get you the game for $5 off. Right. And is that for US, U.S. residents only? I believe that's for everybody. That's if, for everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's for everybody. So that doesn't you're not just limited to being in the U.S. for that. So if you live in England or you live in um, anywhere in Europe, anywhere. Argentina, I, I anywhere. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of listeners in South America and Europe. So any of you guys who are interested in Batman Arkham Asylum, Make sure you email us, and we will give you the link to buy the game and get you the promotion code to get $5 off the game. What better reason do you have not to do that if you haven't put a pre-order in for it, and you don't have the options of doing GameSpot or something like that? You get 5 bucks. Right. What a bargain. What a bargain. And it's free shipping, too. So if you're a first-time uh, buyer from Amazon, you're going to get free shipping also from the BatmanUniverse.net. So that's an added plus right there. We're doing our best to get the game out there. Yep. All right, so that's the end of the feature. Make sure you check out the next episode of the Batman Universe podcast as we will actually review the game in its entirety. So you can check that out um, in about two weeks. The next thing, um, let's just go over a couple of the things that are available for you to do and participate in. We've got the contest going on. Like I said, check out all the details on the website. Um, You can leave us a review on iTunes, preferably a Honesty is always better. Um, you can email us at podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. As always, we are always looking for new staff members, podcast people, people that write on reviews, write different blog entries, stuff like that. 
So you can email us at podcast at thatbymanuniverse.net if you are interested in any position at all. You want to head up a certain section of the website, let us know. Um, you can join the forums. The forums have been hot. Uh, at least, I'd say, 20 posts a day from different people. At least 20 a day. So make sure you're joining the forums and getting involved in that. And this goes back to what I was saying before in the... Well, it's probably been a month since I said it, but... If for some reason you've been trying to get into the forums and you haven't been able to because you're just never being accepted in, it might be because your name's a little bit crazy and I don't know that it's a valid name and it's a spammer, so email us and let us know that that's a real name so I can actually approve you. Um, you can go on to the blog. The blog is, there's at least one post a day. Sometimes we've had three or four posts a day, so make sure you're going on to the blog checking out the different comic reviews, different videos we're posting, all kinds of cool stuff that we're doing for you guys to enjoy. Obviously, you can check out the website, thebatmanuniverse.net, for all the latest Batman news in relationship to everything and anything to the bat. So, uh, one last note. On August 23rd, we will have a call-in show. We've mentioned this before, but in the last episode, we actually said it was going to be on the 16th. We postponed it because there's a lot of people who were interested but couldn't be around on the 16th. So make sure, uh, if you're listening to this, I hope that you have the time to actually get in on the uh, call-in show. It's happening at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on August 23rd. So we move the time and the date to, to be more convenient for more people so that they could enjoy being on the call-in show. That's your opportunity to ask us, the staff members, anything and everything about what we do, about Batman, anything at all. So just email us and let us know if you want to be involved, or you can go onto the forums, let us know you want to be involved, or even if you can't be involved because you're busy that day, you can send us questions, and we will answer the questions on that episode. Uh, if you want, if you want to record, if you're not going to be able to be around, record yourself on a MP3 format or WAV format, send it up to us, and we'll go ahead and play it, and we'll go ahead and answer your question like that also. I've also had one email from a listener just saying that they were a bit they're not too sure how to use Skype. Just to let you know, guys, it's very easy to download, very easy to use. I'd never used it before I came on this podcast, but it's very, very simple. And if you do have any problems, just contact us and we'll let you know and we'll help you through it. But if you can't, if you don't want to do Skype, you know, cell phone or home phone, we can do that as well. So there's no reason why you can't contact us. And that's and one of the, I did get an email from somebody who's overseas and sat there and said. I don't know if it'll work because I'm overseas. How is that going to work? As long as you're available at that specific time, we will make it work. It doesn't matter what country you're in, and if you don't have Skype, we can still call you using Skype. Skype allows us to call international international listeners. So We're doing it right now. <laughs> Nick's in the UK. <laughs> right. Just just email us, uh, join the forums, uh, go into the, the post for the for the show. Um, any way you can reach us, guys, we're going to go ahead and be available. And whatever you want to talk about, that's what we're going to be. So this show is dedicated to you, the fans. And I'm sure, as you know, since you've listened, we're all, we're all very friendly. And we're all just eager to hear about what you guys think of the podcast and have a chat about Batman. The, the thing we love. All right. So that's going to be it. Uh, this is Dustin. This is Apple. This is Nick. You've been listening to the Batman Universe Podcast, episode 38. We'll see you guys next time. Take care, guys. Cheerio.
Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to contract Andre Romano and uh, put my bid in for the Joker's voice. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I have a tryout? <laughs> or, or at but, least become a, you're a casting director just for the Joker. Yeah, just for the Joker. No, no, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, just one thing, guys. I was wondering, this isn't really news, but I was wondering if you'd heard about this. I read a rumour online that, you know the new Chris Nolan film, Inception, that he's currently yes. filming? Have you heard the rumour that the reason it is completely top secret is because it's Batman 3 in disguise? And that's why we don't talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, that's, you know, um, DC Direct have been stepping up their, their toy line with their detail. Oh, oh, it's Mattel, right? Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. No, no, I don't want to say that. Okay. Why? Um, which is awesome. And, uh... <laughs> which I'll leave that discussion for another day. Burgeoning, right? Burgeoning, right? Burgeoning. Burgeoning. Can I just say there, we mentioned that we had two cowboys called Nighthawk and Cinnamon. Does Cinnamon sound like the gayest cowboy you've ever heard? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Nick means that in the happiest of ways. <laughs> I don't, maybe, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to explain that one. I thought All that I might say be- is maybe, maybe Cinnamon was a Native American, because that's the only thing I can think yeah. of where it wouldn't be something... What? Yeah, maybe I thought it, it, I thought it might have been his horse. It, it, it could have been. They named their horses, you know. But, but it did <laughs> said he was found by two Western gunslingers, Nighthawk and Cinnamon. So it's actually a cowboy. I'm hoping that Cinnamon was a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get into our feature for this episode. Like we said, we're going to talk everything that we know so far about Batman: Brave and the Bold. So the first thing we're going to discuss: Brave and the Bold is. <laughs> We've already done that. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the pip pip? No, he's changing it up. That's what he's doing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I like the pip. I'm coming up with a new. I'm coming up with a new one every time. Josh, this is a special message for you, just to let you know that Spider-Man Three sucks. Just face it. Wow, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. You really should learn to keep that fat mouth of yours shut. It'll get you into trouble. 